Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. Wow, wow, and wow. When it comes to excitement, this past weekend in the National Football League was as good as it could possibly get, except for maybe those folks with, God forbid, heart conditions, because these games were definitely not for the faint of heart. And I think Giant fans know very well what I'm talking about. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. And listen... Folks, you certainly know where I'm coming from as far as the Giants go. I couldn't be happier uh, than, you know, their uh, big win over the Vikings in Minnesota. But the, the, I mean, the game Saturday and Sunday, I mean, it was off the charts for excitement. For off the charts for excitement. Now, I'll, I'll work a little backwards because, you know, obviously I'm front and center and, and, you know, we've been talking a lot about the Giants this season. Man, I could not be happier for all parties concerned with the Giants. And, you know, full disclosure, you, you certainly know I, I do work for the Giants. I do a, a Big Blue kickoff call-in show every Wednesday for the Giants on their website on Giants.com. Um been involved with the Giants, you know, since 1988. Um, but to see what they did yesterday and to see who did it, who led it, you know, first of all, the head coach, Brian Dable, and, and GM, Joe Shane, masterful doesn't do the job justice for what they've done for what they've done. Believe me, they didn't have any Justin Jeffersons on their side of the ball. Okay? I mean, they they weren't dealing with frontline receivers. Daniel Jones, for all the criticism that young man has had to endure, for all the criticisms, man, oh man, oh man, he was the leader personified yesterday personified when when the Vikings went down on their first possession and drove down the field really shoved it down a Giants throat I I mean they just marched down the field and scored you could see when Daniel Jones was coming on for their first possession after that fist bumping the guys in the huddle as they were getting going I said to myself you know what He's ready to rock and roll. He was a picture of confidence and leadership. He led with his arm. He led with his legs. He led with his head. And the Giants are moving on to the divisional playoffs next week for a third meeting this season with the Philadelphia Eagles. Who to thunk it? Who to thunk it at the beginning of the season that the Giants who won four lousy games the year before, would go 9-7-1, and one, win their first playoff game in a wildcard weekend, and advance to the divisional round. Who'd have thunk it? 
I didn't. I said prior to the season, I think you've heard me say, I thought they'd go maybe 8-9, maybe 9-8, and eight. maybe. You know, that, and that was cross my fingers, wishful thinking. They go 9-7-1 and one and get in. And here they are now. And, you know, they're going to play the Eagles next week. But, I mean, Daniel Jones was just, his numbers don't even do him justice. 24 for 35 passing, 301 yards, two touchdowns, 17 rushes for 78 yards. Saquon Barkley, uh, nine rushes for 63 yards, two touchdowns, caught five passes for 56 yards. And, And you know what? I remember like it was yesterday. And that's all I was thinking about as the Giants were winning this game. It's all I was thinking about. I remember like it was yesterday. It was um, Daniel Jones. Pat Sherman was the head coach. And and Pat Sherman knew it was his second year. He, he pretty much knew the writing was on a wall. And he said to me, I remember the conversation like it was yesterday. He said, Russ, I'm telling you right now, in a few years, people are going to be envious of the quarterback-running-back combination that the Giants have in Daniel and Saquon Barkley. And boy, was he saying a mouthful then. Because I'm not saying Daniel Jones is the best quarterback in the National Football League. But I'm telling you this right now, Daniel Jones is the future for the New York football giants. He is the man, the big man, who will end up signing a very big contract this offseason with the New York football giants. And you know what? I was talking with a buddy, and uh, he, he kind of takes the approach that I take that so many people, you know, this bandwagon, and that always happens, not just here, but it always happens. When somebody, especially in this world of social media and, and everything else and the way the media is today, period, they, people want instant answers, instant gratification, instant success. For lack of a term, people were pissing all over Daniel Jones ever since he came into the league. Why was he a number six? Why was he the sixth pick overall? Who the hell is he, this this quarterback from Duke? What the hell was that all about? Blah, blah, blah. Killing Dave Gettleman for that signing, just like they killed him for signing uh, Saquon Barkley. But I'm talking about Daniel Jones now. And and nobody wanted to stop and look, you know. Oh, let's no, let's Giants should, should uh, do something, and they ought to trade this past off, off season. People were saying that they should have traded for um, Russell Wilson. Had that work out? Had that work out so far for the Denver Broncos? Pe- people didn't want to look at the Daniel Jones situation. One year he loses his star quarterback when Saquon Barkley was gone. What, he played two or three games? And basically it took Saquon a good two years to be himself again. We saw glimpses of it last year and he was full boat this year. And you saw the real, you're seeing the real Saquon Barkley now. 
But now everybody wants to line up, for lack of another better term, line up to kiss Daniel Jones' ass. Man, I could sell chapstick chapstick, and make a fortune selling chapstick to all the people who are kissing his ass. But good for Daniel Jones and good for the Giants. Good for Daniel Jones and good for the Giants. Because what they have done to be in the position that they are in now, just fabulous. And I'll say it again, they still have a long way to go. Uh, I I mean, I I firmly believe a lot of these guys on the team here aren't going to be here next year. Well, they're really going to have to struggle to fight for jobs. But that's a credit to Joe Shane, the general manager, and the coaching staff led by Brian Dable. Because he got the maximum. He's been getting the maximum out of his players all season long. All season long. You hear me? From the jump, all season long. And you know what it showed? You heard me maybe say last week. When they played the season finale against the Eagles, who they're going to be facing next week, when they played the season finale, he rested like... Everybody. I mean, he rested starters. He rested back. He rested everybody. Dable did. And the Eagles needed that game. They needed to win that game to secure the number one seed. And what happened? They pushed the Eagles to the limit before losing 22-16. Now, don't forget, a few weeks earlier, they got schlumped at home, 48-22. Okay? They got hammered at home. It was an embarrassing, embarrassing effort. But they bounced back, lose 22-16 with all subs. And the confidence that you could see it was just coming from from everybody involved in the organization. And, and I'm not liking it to the 2007 season when they lost the season finale and when they were trying to win against the, um, the New England Patriots because if you remember, that's when the Patriots were going for their record-breaking undefeated season when the Giants subsequently beat them in the Super Bowl. But they lost that last game and to a man, the Giants were pissed off because I was doing a postgame show on the field for Channel 9. We had the postgame show. And to a man, the Giants were all pissed off because they knew they had him. That's how this Giants team felt when they lost to the Eagles last week, 22-16, with backups. They felt... They really wanted to win that game, and they were damn close to doing so. So I think their confidence is there. Now, to go in to Philly and win that game is a tall order. I certainly agree to that. I will admit to that. 
But man, oh man, oh man, is the bandwagon overflowing. The Big Blue bandwagon, the Daniel Jones bandwagon, the Saquon Barkley bandwagon, everybody. You know, so many of the key, the previous general manager, Dave Gettleman, got killed for this draft and that draft. Nobody's killing anybody about picking Daniel Jones now or Saquon Barkley or Dexter Lawrence or Julian Love or Xavier McKinney or going out and trading for Leonard Williams. No no one's picking on those people now. Getting uh, a Dory Jackson, getting Aziz Ojolari. No one's complaining about those, those, those uh, acquisitions now. Good for the Giants. Very exciting. Now, let me just say this. I don't want to hear anybody, and and I hear that a lot when people say, so-and-so, Team A should win this game. Team B should win that game. Nobody should win anything. Take, Take the odds and stick them where the sun don't shine. All right? Take the odds and stick them where the sun don't shine. Just look at your games. Look at your games this week. The 49ers, everybody. If there was a if there was a game where one would say a team should win, everybody to a person was saying in, in San Francisco, the 49ers should beat the Seahawks, which they did as 10-point favorites, 41-23. But a lot of people were crapping in their pants at halftime with the Seahawks. Yes, the Seahawks leading 17-16 at the half. How about that? Before the 49ers, as expected, prevailed. And the 49ers were led by Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy with 332 yards passing, throws for three touchdowns, runs for another. That's right, Brock Purdy. The last man picked in the draft who is called Mr. Irrelevant. And I'm going to say something about this Mr. Irrelevant business. That in itself is irrelevant. It's bullshit. Who cares if you're the last person in the draft? You know how many people in the NFL have succeeded who didn't even get drafted? Who didn't even get drafted? Guys like James Harrison, a stud on defense. How about Tony Romo, undrafted? How about guys who are active today? Running back, Austin Eckler. He went undrafted of the Chargers. I think he's led the league now in scoring TDs two years in a row. The Vikings wide receiver, Adam Thielen. Tampa Bay's Shaq Barrett. What are you kidding me? Did this? Who gives a rat's ass if somebody was the last guy in a draft? You know what that means? That means some people weren't doing their, doing their job properly. Everybody's got an opinion. Well, all these brilliant scouts and, and the, these experts who get on the air and they rate this guy and that guy. How come nobody is saying, I don't understand why this guy is not picked or this guy's not drafted? How come? So who cares about Mr. Irrelevant? You know what counts? Is getting the job done. 
I mean, I, I guess if you're you're the guy's agent or the banker or somebody, that counts. But but really, think about it. I mean, Brock Purdy. I mean, and the young man has been an absolute stud. You're talking about a team loses its quarterbacks and they're not missing a beat. You know why they're not missing a beat? Because this kid has been tremendous. That's why they're not missing a beat. He throws for three touchdown passes and rushes for another. How about that? Then, of course, you know, this business, that's why I say when people say, well, this team should win or that team should win. This is a new NFL. And when I say a new NFL, you know that business on any given Sunday? Well, on any given Sunday. Well, mind you, that was a Saturday, but how, how about the Jaguars beating the Chargers 31-30. The Chargers led, eh, 27-0. Chargers led 27-0 until 24 seconds before the half when the Jaguars finally scored to make it 27-27. They win the game 31-30. Are you, you know, come on. Now, grant, granted, the Jags were two-point underdogs playing at home, but... 27 nothing. Like it was a fate complete? No. You know, that's why you hear the old cliche, the old coach lingo, coach jargon. You got to play 60 minutes. That's what playing 60 minutes is all about. And, and the one, the game that really knocked me off my couch was the one in Buffalo against the Dolphins. It was, if if I was going to root for any team other than the Giants, I, I, I said it last week, I was rooting for the Bills. After what happened with DeMar Hamlin and, and you know, with the team and the, the, the effect, you know, that they had to go through to pick themselves up. Fortunately, Hamlin was okay and that was a lift. And had they lost uh, yesterday, the ha- Hamlin would not have figured into that. They would have just gotten beaten. But... 13-point favorites against the Dolphins team that was playing with a third-string quarterback who was a rookie. A third-string quarterback. It was 17-17. Dolphins-Bills. 17-17 until the Bills, with four seconds left in the first half, kicked the field goal, make it 20-17. But what happened? In the third quarter, the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins take a 24-20 lead. The Bills, of course, end up prevailing 34-31. Again, I say to you, don't tell me this team should win. That team should win. That's the business in the National Football League. You go ahead and play the games. You know, like, you know, I I laugh. You know, everybody's an expert. Mr. Irrelevant. Brock Purdy's Mr. Irrelevant of the 49ers. Because some geniuses effed up. 
I, I mean, I, I got to tell you, if I'm an owner of a team right now and I'm having some quarterback issues, I'm, I'm, I'm calling my GM in and I'm saying, you know what? I like my, I'd like to have a meeting with you and all the scouts because how somebody like that slip by the wayside. And while we're doing it, like I say, like how's a Tony Romo had a terrific career with the Cowboys now making a fortune as a broadcaster goes undrafted. James Harrison, who's an absolute killer. I mean that in a nice way on defense other guys, I remember John Randall. I mean, undrafted. How does this happen? By all these geniuses who are experts who go on TV and, you know, this is my mock draft and this this guy has to pick this guy and that guy has to pick this guy. These were the same morons who were saying that, that the Giants were morons for picking Daniel Jones. Yeah. In 2019 with the sixth pick overall. All right? Everybody knows everything until it doesn't work out. Then they don't know their asses from their elbows. But this much I do know. As I get ready to say goodbye here. This much I do know. That the Giants have advanced. The Giants will be playing the Philadelphia Eagles in the divisional playoffs next weekend. That I do know. The Giants, who everybody laughed at, are in the playoffs. That I do know. The Giants, who everybody was saying, this one move is dumb, that move is dumb, they got to get this quarterback, should they move on from Saquon Barkley, you can always get a running back, but a beep, but a bop, but a boop. This I do know. None of those people knew a damn thing what they were talking about. That, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to be getting a load of you, so let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do so, as I always say, on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Got to thank my home here at Believe.com. Because as I say it each week, Believe is indeed the number one podcast network for professionals. Most of all, I got to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. And again, folks, please, I remind it to all of you, you can, you're always checking me out here, but please check me out, my video podcast each week out on the Yes app. That's right, it's get a load of this on the Yes app. All you have to do is download the Yes app, and there you'll see me giving you a different version of get a load of this. So if you haven't done so already, and your friends haven't done so, and your family haven't done so, please tell everybody to download the Yes app and check out get a load of this. Until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to each and every one of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell, and continue to enjoy the playoffs. By the way, go Big Blue. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube.